come with me if you want to live. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Fury Road. We are your hosts, Mark. And Brooke. And this week we are coming at you with my pick of September. First time watch for me. One of your, maybe not favorite movies, but you did say that you love this movie. Yeah. Um, But we're talking about Edge of Tomorrow from 2014. Or live, die, repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was actually in the trivia. Was Um, it? Yeah, it was a marketing ploy because it didn't have great domestic box office numbers. So they like, Hmm. for the DVD release, they kind of changed. They said they didn't change the name. They just marketed it to make it look like it had Hmm. a name change. Okay. To maybe get people to want to buy it more. Yeah. I didn't like it. Stupid name. <laughs> it is, yeah. Live Confusing as hell. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the physical copy you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My new hat got the Crystalia concert. Nice. Or show. Yeah, how was that? It was good, man. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Funny, obviously. Of course, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he fucked up one of his jokes. Like, just missed the punchline? No, said the punchline like way too early at the beginning of the joke. And he did, he's just like, fuck, he was so bad. But he still told the joke, but he was so pissed off. It was funny. Yeah. How long was it? Like a two hour set? Uh, No. So there's like two openers. So each opener was like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. And then he probably, his set was maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, we're talking about Edge of Tomorrow. Um, before we do, we will kick off our box office booze and news. I uh, I got some new lights installed in here. Can you uh, tell any difference? Mm. You're a little brighter. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you get like pot lights or something? Yeah, yeah. I changed the old ones out. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you are brighter. Wow, thanks, man. You have a glow to you. <laughs> you're like a pregnant woman. All right. Well, I know what you're drinking because I'm watching you drink it right now. Fuck. I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, whatever. Uh, yes, just drinking blood. Didn't blood. really feel like picking up any... Any like fancy drinks, just yeah. grab a case and call her uh, a couple weeks, you know. There you go. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to stop at the beer store on my way home after work today, but I ended up having to pick up Hunter from daycare. So I am just drinking a Maker's Mark and Coke. Nice. All right. I didn't feel like drinking it straight. Nothing wrong with why. that. I don't know why. Nah. But yeah, nothing crazy tonight. My eyes are playing tricks on me. I thought I saw something run across my floor. Probably did. Ugh. It'll be like mid-stream uh, and feel something in your foot. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. All right. 
Um, what'd you watch this week? Um, I don't think that much. Oh, I gotta change my. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, watched Despicable Me too randomly because I'm trying <laughs> to knock off some of the uh, box office movies, and they're all. <laughs> There's like five Despicable Me slash Minions movies, so I guess I'm watching all those. They're not bad movies. No, no. <clears throat> uh watched Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, um, I used to watch this movie quite a bit uh, yeah. when it first came out, um, and it's got to keep out of my Bill Hader list because he's making his way up my actor's <laughs> uh, watch. Um I well, you know, I picked up They Live on 4K Steelbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a first watch for me, and I really liked it. It was a fun movie, man. Um, nice. Have you seen this? No, no. Okay, honestly, we could do it on either podcast. Okay, like it's mm-hmm. a horror, it's action. There's like an eight minute fight scene in it. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It's cool. John Carpenter. Yeah, it's one that I've always wanted to watch. Yeah, it has that classic uh, line, you know, uh, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah. And maul it a bubblegum. Duke um, Nukem. Yeah. Uh, finally, a movie that's been on my watch list for a long time uh, it is Come and See, which is a uh, war movie from 1985. Never heard of that. Uh, um, well, I changed the poster on it, so it might not look familiar, but uh yeah it's like one of the highest rated movies on letterboxd um it was pretty good it's pretty rough watch uh but it's very like it's a criterion movie so you kind of know it's going to be like some like artsy Mm -hmm. stuff um yeah like it's on the criterion channel uh if you're interested so okay yeah is it a long one like all those movies there no i think it's only like two hours okay that's pretty much it Sweet. What about you? For me. Oops, that's not what I want. Go away. There we go. There it is. We watched The Little Mermaid live action remake. Nice. What'd you think? Uh it, it was okay. Okay. It was okay. Um Melissa McCarthy's Ursula was really good. Yeah, I I, I figured she would be. Yeah. The guy who played Prince Eric was like, meh. Anybody oh, okay. could have played it. Right. Um, the girl who played Ariel, she was good. Yeah. She, I mean, like, I know a lot of people stupidly hated the casting decision and all that shit, but yeah. I don't know. She did a good enough job. Um, and then Javier Burdem as uh yeah. King Triton. Terrible. I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was Bardem or the other guy I was get confused with. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. No, he was bad. It was like, awful. He was like terrible. The, like the casting, just bad, or just he was not good. I think both. Like okay. he just, I don't know. He, he was like very, uh, like one dimensional. Mm. I don't know. Just kind of a bad casting choice, I guess. Um, and then we watched Elemental the next nice. day. We kind of had to like watch a, uh, both those. Yeah. Yeah, Elemental's really fucking good, man. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was really impressed with it. I feel like no one talked about it. Like, yeah, it didn't get a lot of uh, recognition, I guess. No, yeah, but yeah, it was really good. Finally, watched Talk to Me. Hell um, yeah! Now that it's on VOD, yeah, dude, 
that movie is so fucking good, man. I know, right? Like, I had so much fun with it. And, like, it was super gory, super yeah. creepy. Just, yeah, it was a really yeah. good movie. And, like, yeah, we, kudos, we gotta kudos do this to these movie. guys. We got to do that movie soon. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, kudos to these guys. They fucking started yeah. off as a YouTube channel. Now they made, like, one of the biggest horror movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, like, I went with my ex coworker uh, to watch it and, like, he's into horror movies a little bit but he's mostly just into movies and like he knew nothing about the movie going into it he wanted to blind and uh i like i knew the concept i've seen like a trailer but yeah not to like give anything away but like that opening scene that was wild like literally like i gasped like what the fuck like the whole theater just like holy shit like that set the tone for the movie and like Mm -hmm. i knew that oh man (laughs) that was crazy opening that scene and there was a scene later on too that had the same effect on me. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you yeah. know which one I'm talking about. I but think I do. Yeah, yeah. With the table. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, I watched. Uh, I don't know. It, hey, Sarah. I don't know if I'm hmm. pronouncing it right, but uh, the Bone Woman. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people, like uh, Erica from Horror Cafe, and I think it was Tawny. Actually, I think two chicks did two chicks do an episode on this. It might I think have. so. I think so. I remember Tawny really liking it. I can't remember if Felicia did or not, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Where'd you watch like, it? Uh, it's on Shutter. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it's a Spanish movie. Um, super fucked up. Super creepy. There was one scene where I like, I was like, "Ooh, am I gonna have to turn this off?" But oh, it, really? it ended up not being what I thought it was going to be. But okay, um, yeah, it was good. I definitely nice. recommend checking it out. Nice. So yeah, um, watch four movies. Finally, beat Diablo four last night. Oh shit! Nice. <laughs> Me and my buddy from work. We uh, what was last night? Last night was Thursday. So Wednesday night, we stayed up till twelve thirty playing it, and. Uh, we thought we were like right at the end and we we're like, fuck man, like we gotta shut this mm. off. Like it's already 1230. We have to wake up at like six. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> last night we played it again until like 20 after 12. Oh jeez. It's beat. Nice. nice. Lots of end game content though, so I'm still gonna be running through it. All right, all right. And then I gotta switch over to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Have you been playing that? A little bit. I tried to play another night, but from some reason my save one load mm. looking like an error message so i just played stairfield for a bit fuck hopefully you didn't lose yeah. it all i know i hope not but all right well i had run over to the box office you were bud from last weekend september 15th to the 17th uh we have a big shake up in the top five okay from last weekend um barbie has finally been taken off the throne so uh we have two horror movies in the top five uh the nun two was the first one Nun two came out yeah yeah the nun two was number one at 14.5 million gross domestic oh really is that number one yep Hmm. uh number two was the uh a haunting in venice which is the other horror movie Oh, okay, okay. Uh, 14.2 million. The Equalizer 3 
came in at third, 7.2 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding three, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> That's in fourth. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, I went to the movies to watch talk to the uh, Bettina's like, me, I'll go see a movie by myself. Well, like I wait for you. And then she's like, nah, nothing really worth watching. I was like, what? You don't want to go watch my big fat Greek wedding three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, 4.7 million last weekend. And Barbie rounded out to the top five with 3.8 million. So it's still there, but it's not not number one anymore. Nope. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Normally I check out the the worldwide, but we know that Barbie is number one now. So we don't need to go back Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, I read a thing about Oppenheimer the other day. I don't remember what it was. It was it broke a record for something. I don't remember what it was. Fuck. Should have wrote it down. But yeah, nice to see a little bit of a different top five. Nice to see a couple horror movies in there. Uh, we have a good mix, actually. Like two horror yeah. movies, an action movie with mm-hmm. the Equalizer 3. And then we have like a comedy drama with yeah. my big factory wedding. Um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, I think it was like last week, the week before, but some guy in the UK was put in the Guinness World Records for going to the movies the most number of times in a calendar year. God, how much was that? He went to the movies 665 times. So two movies a day? Pretty much. Wow. He saw like... It was like, I don't know, like Super Mario Bros. movie 14 times. What? Uh, There's like other movies that he saw like 10, 11, 12 times. Do you think he won a contest where it was like free movies for a year or something like that? No, he used like some, I forget what it was, like some, uh, like a kind of pass, like what Cineplex pass is. Okay. Similar. But, uh, but yeah, he stopped at six, 665 because he didn't want to get to. 666 oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's quite the accomplishment yeah wow all right what do we got for 4ks uh let's see i mean we already know but you know yeah how do i get this hold on uh okay let's make sure i got the right one there okay yeah september 26th uh so jack ryan season three um have not watched that show, so I don't know if it's any good. Uh, Loki, pretty sick uh, steelbook. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, Elemental, nice looking steelbook. Uh, Halloween H2O, 20 years later, 4K. That's a cool st- uh, case. I don't know if it's steelbook. Oh, it is steelbook. Yeah, steelbook. yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah it is sick. Uh, Natural Born Killer steelbook is pretty cool. Uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. It's interesting uh cover. Yeah, I like it. Uh the train. Don't know what that is. Natural Born Killers. My Bloody Valentine. It's a sick one. I think I already have a steel book. I don't know if it's 4K though that I have, but uh Carlito's Way, which is uh-huh. a movie I've wanted to watch for a long time. I've never seen it. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Uh I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> Very random. The girl from Rio, is that China? No, I don't think so. No, that's definitely not China. 
Moon Moonage Daydream. No idea what that is. David, David Bowie. Bowie. Pretty cool uh cover though. Yeah, I like that. Uh and Tenebrae. Um, which I think I've seen actually. Well, that's a pretty sick steelbook. Yeah, or, I like that. Like there's the fucking blood going down. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Cool. We already knew about most of these because someone fucked up on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two episodes ago. Was that two? Yeah, I guess it was two. All right. We're ready to jump into this movie. Yes, sir. All right. Like we said earlier this week, we were talking about Edge of Tomorrow from 2014. Yeah. Starting off with the synopsis. <clears throat> A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. The day restarting every time he dies. Mm-hmm. This would be so frustrating, man. I know. Having yeah. to go through the same thing every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Like getting kicked awake in a fucking pile of luggage. Yeah. Having to go through meeting all the, the was J squad again. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Doug Lyman, who did Swingers, Go, Chaos Walking, Jumper, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, and The Born Identity. Yeah, he's done some uh some really good movies. Yeah. And like it's not a name that I really recognized right away. No, me either. Um American Made I really like too. That's with who is uh, it, Tom, that's Tom Cruise as well. He plays like the the, uh, American pilot who's like the drug smuggler. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I don't know if I've seen that. Um, But yeah, we have Tom Cruise playing Cage, Emily Blunt playing Rita, Brendan Gleeson playing General Brigham, and R.I.P. Bill Paxton playing Farrell. I loved him in this movie. (laughs) He was good. I have one honorable mention, Noah Taylor, who played Dr. Carter. Uh, yeah. he's just one of those faces that's like oh yeah that guy yeah. yeah exactly exactly yeah and Hillary Clinton she was in it too oh it's like a <laughs> archived footage yeah 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 but she's credited on IMDB is she yeah that's hilarious yeah I didn't uh no one really I had but um, yeah um they so I just want to check one thing before you do that Mm-hmm. I just want to see if they had that coordinator. Um, yeah, so the stunt coordinator was Simon Crane. Uh, he did Hobbs and Shaw, uh, the shitty Robin Hood movie, which I never saw. Which one's the shitty one with Russell Crowe? Which uh, one's the one sh- with uh, Taron Edgerton and Jamie Foxx. Oh right, Came yeah, out, yeah, like a few years ago. Yeah, uh, Jason Bourne, Maleficent, World War Z. So he's done a few, uh, few things. Nice. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say there's some really cool trivia with this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically with the casting, I I want to talk about some of the other stuff, but we can save that for later. But specifically with the casting, um, Doug Lyman really wanted to do this movie because it showed a role that Tom Cruise had never done before. Uh, yeah. some someone who is very bad at what he does in the movie. Yeah, um, I was gonna bring that up too. Like <laughs> during, uh, well, we'll get into it. Like as Tom Cruise progresses through this. Yeah, thing. yeah. 
And uh, another one here, Tom Cruise admitted that Emily Blunt was an actress that he wanted to work with for a long time. And he recommended oh, really? her to the producers of the role. I think that was perfect casting. Cause I oh, think yeah. like this was kind of the movie for me that like, it's like, Oh, she's the badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played the role really well. Yeah. And then that kind of like set her up for some future roles too. Mm-hmm. Um, with like a quiet place and shit like that. That was her in a quiet place, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, her husband. Yeah, I know. That's I was just second guessing myself, but yeah. Um yeah, because that was kind of like an action movie too. Mm-hmm. Anywho, yeah, there's other trivia, but we can wait till later for that. So do you have anything else before we kick off the movie discussion? No, no. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, all right. So this was a first watch for you. Yes. Um, how much of this movie did you know about? Nothing. Oh, really? Nothing. Yeah. I whenever it first came out, I had like little to no interest in watching it. I don't oh, know why. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if this or Oblivion came out first. Probably around the same time. Yeah, because I remember like well. Obviously, I remember, but two weeks ago, whenever I decided to pick this movie, um, I said I picked it because it had a very high score on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was surprised to see such a high score. Yeah. I think I was getting this and Oblivion confused. Okay, so Oblivion came out in 2013. So, yeah, okay. So, I think that movie left a sour taste in my mouth because I remember it being not very good. But that still has a 7.0, but I agree. I didn't really like that one for more to remember. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, whenever this one came out, I was just like, meh, whatever. I don't really want to watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so kind of just to get a little bit of quick background on what is happening with uh, the Earth. Um, there's a meteor that hits. Uh, basically, aliens are on this meteor and they are called Mimics. And uh they, they're on this planet for five years. Like Earth is <clears throat> trying to battle these aliens. They're taking over all these countries in, I think, primarily Europe. They're, yeah. they're in. Um, and Earth is struggling until the Angel of Verdun uh, comes and basically gets them their first win. Mm-hmm. And then they make like the exosuits and, uh, all that stuff and um, she's also known as full metal bitch yeah 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 (laughs) which is awesome uh so yeah basically it's been five years since aliens come uh the earth military has built these exosuits that like i don't know if uh rita's sword is like her thing i don't i don't think everyone's come with that giant ass sword like no in final fantasy 7 or whatever it is yeah it's so sick yeah but uh, yeah oh go ahead oh you go go ahead i was gonna say like actually it's also have like like uh turret uh handguns and they have like these like rockets that come up like from behind like yeah predator a bit so yeah while we're on the topic of the exosuits two pieces Mm -hmm. of trivia um emily blunt admitted in a podcast episode that uh the first time she put on the suit 
Um, she started crying because it was so heavy. These suits weighed 85 pounds. Oh, wow. And she's not a big woman. No. So for her to be able to get in that and control that, fucking crazy. Um, so she started crying because she didn't think she could perform the action scenes. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise came up to her and said, come on, stop being such a pussy. <laughs> uh, and that was what made her push through. Wow. So they were actually wearing the exosuits like for most of filming? Yes. And this is where the next bit of trivia comes in, which I find insane. And this is another reason why Tom Cruise is fucking above and beyond one of the greatest action stars of all time. So he didn't want the exosuits to be too CGI. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted it to be as real for the audience as possible. So he showed up two months early to filming uh, in order to research and develop the suits. Are you shitting me? No. Wow. Isn't that fucking crazy, man? Like he's a fucking legend, man. This plus him creating the, uh, the flight programs for Top Gun Maverick. Like dude is nuts, man. Wow. Plus. I don't, I don't know if I'm spoiling anything for later on, but like he did his own stunts. Obviously he always fucking does. Yeah. And Emily Blunt did most of her own stunts too. Wow. So like kudos to both of them because this movie is batshit crazy and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, because like when I was like I've watched this movie a few times and I I knew like some of the scenes were like real, but I didn't honestly think that a lot of the scenes with them in the suits, excuse me, was real. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think like you can tell like that first scene whenever they're coming on the beach or actually yeah. even before they get to the beach, like whenever they're going down the uh, the tarmac to get onto the plane. Yeah. Like you can see like the guys are fucking struggling to move at these things. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And like during that scene, I was like, how are they supposed to go and fight in these things? Because like they, wonder, can bar- they can barely walk in them. Do you still have up the box office site or did you close it? Uh no, but I do have I am curious uh, what the um the budget was on this movie. I think IMDB will show me that. Uh, budget 178 million dollars. Yeah, I mean yeah. That's it's not a lot. Not really. Like, I mean, compared to the movies of late, you know. Considering they like because like there were some really amazing set pieces, like that beach scene. Yeah. Like awesome. Well, and if they actually I don't I'm sure that a lot of the exosuits were CGI'd because there's yeah, like, yeah, a lot, there's of, the a lot of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this was definitely considered a domestic box office flop. Um I think it did well on physical though. Yeah, and it did well worldwide, but like yeah. The gross for the US and Canada was only a hundred million. Wow. So it lost money in the domestic sales, but worldwide it made 370 million. Still not a lot though. No, it's not not, but that's why they I guess kind of rebranded it on physical release. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh so yeah, now they are Cage is going to London to participate in this uh, Operation Downfall. Um, he thinks that he's going to be kind of running this operation and heading it. Uh, so he gets to London and we get to um, General Brigham 
who is played by uh, our boy Gleason there. Yeah. And um, right off the bat, you know, Tom Cage is in there talking to him. And then uh, Brigham is just like, yeah, you'll be on the beach tomorrow morning or today. And then Cage is like, huh. what, what, do you, what do you mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're going to be on the beach front line. <laughs> it's just like no I, I went to school and became a major so i didn't have to do that <laughs> and he's I love, like yeah i love how honest he is <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's funny what did he say he's like he uh he ran a marketing firm yeah yeah that's what he did before and then yeah. he just randomly i guess once his firm flopped he fucking decided to join the military yeah uh, so he's gonna be heading to uh, France to where this uh, the the battle is happening on the beach, um, and, and then oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and Brigham thinks that the assaults have like died down, so he's like, yeah, it should be an easy mission. Like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the like the fighting has really kind of slowed down in this area, so it yeah. should be should be an easy in and out kind of mission, just kind of clean things up. Yeah, because they think that they're gonna like have a sneak attack on the mimics mm. and stuff. Yeah, and uh, Cage tries blackmailing Brigham. Uh, it just like starts walking. He's like, "All right, you have a good day." And then Brigham's <laughs> just like, "Arrest this man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gets tasered, and uh, I love this movie. It just gets right to it. Yeah, like. You get the little backstory of the mimics. You get, you meet Cage, and all that, um, and uh, just get right into the action right away. And mm-hmm. I love that about this movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he wakes up um, on the helicopter. He is at the Heathrow Airport, and this is where we meet uh, Farrell, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Farrell, or General Farrell, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant, and. Uh, I love him in this movie, man. He's so funny. Yeah, he's oh, good. Man. Some of the lines he says in this, it's like, oh, man. Like, Cage, you know, says, uh, you know, trying to say, like, oh, I'm I'm a major, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. And he's like, I see you're American, too. And, like, he just says, like, some snarky remark back. Oh, man. <laughs> no, so sir, funny. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you must be American. <laughs> Nope, sir, I'm from Kentucky. Cage's face when he says that, he's like, what am I getting into? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I love that Paxton just, like, kind of lets him, like, just run his mouth, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a major, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, come this way, you can uh, make a phone call. Yeah. And then Cage is like, wait, you're not taking me to a phone call, are you? He's like, nope, no phone calls in or out. (laughs) (laughs) And he pulls out the piece of paper from his front pocket and it's uh, like, I, I guess, arrest papers in a way, in a sense, or yeah. recruitment papers or something like that, saying that Cage is a deserter. Yeah, trying to impersonate an officer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that he would say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, it takes him into his barracks. And I love that with the his little like group in, in J-Squad. Excuse me. There's no one like, no like big actor. Like there's no mm-hmm. actors that you recognize at all. Mm-hmm. Which like, 
this movie kind of did remind me a bit of Starship Troopers a bit. Yeah. Like with the whole like J Squad and like the mixed uh like there's like one girl in it, but so it's kind of that like vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the camaraderie for sure is mm-hmm. there. And it's it's similar to Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting aliens, so yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, they get right in there and um uh Farrell finds that there are uh playing cards and uh he doesn't like that and so he makes them eat the cards is mm-hmm. his punishment and everyone's asking who re- uh, cages and stuff like that and like little, little, uh, some of the scenes you see like multiple times but acted out differently mm-hmm. and i was gonna ask you do you think it would be harder to act in just like a normal like normal movie scene where you're just filming one scene or do you think it'd be harder trying to act the same scene multiple times, but differently? I think it would be harder to do a movie like this. That's what I thought too. Cause like, yeah, you're doing the same scene over and over and over again, but you're also doing multiple takes each time you record it. And like the, the, the dialogue may change like slightly. Yeah. Like a lot of the other actors, like they say the same stuff over and over again. And like, Page may change one dialogue different mm-hmm. in that one scene. Yeah. So they need to remember, like, okay, how do I react in this scene? Yeah. 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 I think this would be tough. Mm-hmm. And like, same, like, this isn't the first time we've seen a movie like this. Like, we had Groundhog Day, which is probably the first movie that ever did yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but now, like, more recently, we had Happy Death Day. Yeah, I think there's another one too that was similar, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would be tough to do it. Yeah, like I'm not the biggest fan of like timeline, like jump movies, kind of like this, but this one I really do like a lot because mm-hmm. um, it just brings that comedic to it, and like it's not confusing really mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Uh, so they are getting ready for the battle. Uh, on the beach and uh one of my favorite guys is uh kimmel yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and i like griff a lot too griff is like he wears like hawaiian shirt over and is i think he's like australian or from new zealand yeah and uh, he's putting cage like in the exosuit and cage is like trying to talk to him like hey like i i have no idea what i'm doing like because you know to get the safety off his weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he looks over and fucking Kimmel's not wearing any pants. Yeah. Just completely naked under his exosuit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this whole like lead up because like I mentioned, he doesn't know how to take the safety off. And like for the next like five to ten minutes is them like either A suiting up or B being on the ship that's yeah. taken or the plane that's taking them out to the fight. Yeah. And he still doesn't know how to take the safety off his gun. Yeah. And then they get to the beach and there's fucking people exploding everywhere. There's fucking yeah. bombs going off, ships coming down. And he's like just continuously pushing <laughs> buttons on the suit. Yeah. And it's like in Japanese dialogue. Know, he's <laughs> he gets to like the select language part. He doesn't know how to pick it. Picks yeah. Japanese. Um, before that i did like the the line that griff says whenever he's like put him in it and cage is like i don't know how to work these things and 
Griff says, uh, you know, I've never been with two girls, but, you know, the day it happens, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love whatever they're like in the line on the tarmac, walk into the, the shuttle and like Cage is like walking and then he sees like the big Cage and just starts like <laughs> walking off. <laughs> so slow too, because he doesn't know how to yeah. move in this thing. And uh, like you said at the beginning of the episode, like the trivia, um, I this is one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies just because it's so different from what he usually does. Like usually mm-hmm. he's like a fucking badass who knows what he's doing. Yeah. But in this, he's the complete opposite. And he does eventually get to that badass mm-hmm. part but i forget i don't know it's in the trivia i forget how many times he dies but like quite a bit yeah you know he's died like at least over 200 times i think yeah to get to where he actually knows and does training and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that's one thing i like about him too is like he's not like super versatile of an actor but like he's an action star above all else but like he's actually really fucking funny too. He is like, he was really funny in this movie. Plus he's got that role in Tropic Thunder where he was just so fucking funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like if the comedy needs to be there, he can definitely hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so the scene of them in the actual plane, when they're like getting ready, we see the scene, like, I don't know, man, gotta be at least six times. Yeah. And you know, the first time there's a guy across the thing makes a joke like, hey, Cage, something wrong with your suit. And he's like, I think there's a dead guy in it. <laughs> and like they laugh and, you know, they're like laughing. And then like Cage is like trying to yell like, how do I put the safety on? And like <laughs> the guy behind him is like, what? And he's like, how do I turn? And then just like a big explosion and like yeah. doesn't know how to turn the safety on or off. Sorry. <laughs> uh what do you think of the first beach scene? Like the whole scene up until he dies, like, did you expect him to die so soon? I thought he was going to die in the fucking plane. Cause like, okay. I didn't know, I didn't know how he got this power to keep reliving the same day over and over again. Right. Um. So I, whenever you asked me earlier, what I knew about this movie, I knew that at least yeah, that yeah. like, yeah. that he keeps reliving the day over, but i didn't know how it happened like i was thinking like oh maybe the plane's going to explode and it's going to be some sort of like electronic thing that fucks up with the exosuit mm-hmm. or whatever so i honestly thought he was going to die in that yeah but yeah i mean this scene is just so chaotic like the plane's coming down and they're all like hanging suspended by these uh like steel cables mm-hmm. And they're fucking flying into each other. They're all like flying all around in circles. The plane's fucking spinning around. And yeah, it was nuts, man. Yeah. It was like uh, that opening yeah. scene in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. <laughs> um, I love that fucking Kimmel's on the beach and he's yeah. like, fuck yeah, we made it. <laughs> just gets crushed by the ship. <laughs> A little bit. Um, so we see like Tom Cruise, like Susie smashes, like lands face first in the beach. His helmet's all like fucked up. Mm-hmm. Loses his helmet. Those guys like beside him just get like crushed by missiles. And he's like somehow making his way there. And then like uh, eventually Rita's ship crashes and she comes in with a fucking big sword. She looks badass and yeah. she has a couple kills. And then uh, 
he's on the ground and then like Rita's like looking at him and she gets just like killed by a missile. Mm-hmm. So she's dead. Yeah. And then um Cage is in like kind of like pit with all those other teammates who are still alive and they're trying to figure out one guy before the, I think it's the guy that doesn't talk. Like I forget mm-hmm. what his name is, but he says like one line at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um the guy's like the mustache. He grabs like a C, uh, not a C4, a Claymore. Yeah. Just like pocket tapes it to his body. <laughs> so they're in this pit and Cage still doesn't know how to turn on his safety or tape, turn off his safety. Yeah. And then he sees one of the mimics come up like from the sand and just fucking goes ham and all these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Like they all get killed pretty much. Yeah. And then, um, and Omega comes in, which we don't know what it's called, but it's like this giant blue mimic mm-hmm. and cage grabs the claymore and like turns it and blows up the omega and then all this like blood gets on cage and like it's acid so it, like burns his face yeah it was gross it was it was <laughs> gross yeah it took me by surprise a little bit did it yeah yeah i wasn't expecting it to be like that gory i was just like god damn yeah uh and um and Rita says before that or Cage says that uh they weren't supposed to know that we were coming. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hint towards like what the whole power is. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then Cage wakes up on the tarmac again, ready <laughs> to get taken in by uh Farrell. <laughs> and it, his reaction is perfect in this scene because he He's trying to like piece it all together. Like what the fuck? Like did I just have deja vu? Was I dreaming? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? And then he starts talking to uh, Farrell and he mentions like, you have a sheet of paper in your front pocket. You're from Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. Like something's fucking going on here. How else would I be able to explain all this? And then Farrell just kind of brushes it off. Like he thinks he's like, you can see him kind of contemplating it, but like, yeah. He kind of just brushes it off, takes him to J Squad, and we go through the whole spiel with them again. Spiel again, yeah. He still doesn't know how to take the safety off his gun. <laughs> no, no. And then I think it's this one whenever uh, Cage says, Oh, they're playing cards under the bed. And they're mm-hmm. all like, Oh, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now, I, like, this is kind of where like the fun begins for me because, like, mm-hmm they do so many flashbacks in him like it doesn't each one is like has its own variation which like mm-hmm. i like um i love whenever they get they get into the plane and like uh the guy tells a joke and then like the girl um i really liked her by the way i don't know i forget what her name was but uh she's like saying something and then like cage says it at the same time and she's like haha jinx bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was good he tries to save kimmel but ends up killing himself in this process (laughs) what did you think of like all of like these flashbacks like what were like some of your favorite ones from like the beach scene like how did you think that they handled doing all these flashbacks over and over again like did you kind of get bored by them or like how did you feel about them no, like I loved it. Um, the only parts that I was kind of like, I, I don't want to say bored, but it's kind of like, okay, like I've seen this like six times now, was like him meeting J Squad. Yeah. 
because like there's no action or anything like that but like once they get to the beach like because he progressively gets better and better and better in each scene it's he just gets like a, a video game right yeah yeah well did, returnal i don't know if you played that game or not yeah yeah yeah. yeah, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Like you mm-hmm. die, you start back off, and it's like just a, a loop. Yeah. But uh yeah, he got better and better and better with each time that he went through and did it, and he'd get like a little bit further, and he say he ended up saving Kimmel in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um and then that one, the mimic that comes out of the sand, he ends up killing that one, saving all those people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I wasn't bored at all mm-hmm. during this. Yeah. Um, I think because of the fact that it wasn't the exact same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I just I thought it was fun watching him get better yeah. each time. Like the uh, they had, had a good mix of like action. Like they have like a lot mm-hmm. of like action scenes, and then they have like a quick like comedic part, like uh whenever he saves Rita. Yeah. And because like the plane's about to explode and then like explodes and they get pushed back. And then Cage is like there with Rita and he's like, oh, like, sorry, sorry about that. And like takes his ammo. He's like, did you steal my, my gun? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, you have a hole in your chest. And he's like, oh my God, no, I don't want to look. Is there a lot of blood? <laughs> he's like, well, you have a hole in your chest still. <laughs> um, and then the next scene is that J-Squad he tries to warn them about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I love this scene too. Uh, just like the the comedic timing in it. Because like he's explaining to him, you think that they all believe him. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the play and he has the duct tape over his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like, uh, so in the last loop that we see, mm-hmm. he gets to Rita and he uh i think she like she doesn't get injured but she's like down on the ground or something like that mm-hmm. and you see him just like fucking shooting all these mimics that are around and he's like being a total badass and she's kind of like mm-hmm. watching him mm-hmm. and it's almost like she's starting to recognize what's going on yeah and then he tells her that he's stuck in this time loop yeah. And she's like, okay, find me whenever you wake up then. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, okay. So she's done this before too. Yeah. I was thinking that she was still in the loop. Oh, okay, okay. So you thought that she had it as well still? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was so good at what she was doing. Yeah. I, I, another one that happened, uh, he's like getting the hang of it. And then like he crosses the beach and just gets run over by a truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so me, man, uh, this movie had some really good comedic breaks in it. It did, it did, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she says, "Find me when you wake up." Uh, and you know, he now he knows like what has to happen and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he gets them in trouble. The Jays got in trouble, so they have to do. Uh, or no, they're marching. They're like introducing himself and uh, him himself again. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna make my bed and stay here." And and uh, um, Farrell's just like, "Oh, okay." And then he just like onto whatever the training is. 
He's like, yep, yeah, on to there. And he just wants to get to it. And then, like, you know, he is trying to get to um to Rita. Yeah, it's my favorite. So, <laughs> well, you go ahead then. <laughs> it's my favorite death. So they're marching, um, doing like physical training and shit. And Farrell says something, and then he yells over to Farrell and tells him to go fuck himself or something like that. <laughs> so he's like, okay, cage 50 push-ups. And then so he starts doing the push-ups and then uh Farrell makes the whole squad do push-ups and then <laughs> there's a truck that's driving by and Farrell tries to roll underneath the truck and then get up on the other side <laughs> but he like he rolls out of view of the camera and then all he hears <laughs> like that yeah. and Farrell's like what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> the fucking truck ran him over just the sound that he made man I was laughing so hard oh yeah because he rolled a little too far <laughs> Fucking truck and then, like, so he has to do it again. Yeah, and then like Cage is like he's fucking nervous, right? Because like uh, we'll ask this question after, but he like rolls and he's just like holding up for like hopes and makes it all the way through. Yeah. Um, so like, do you think that? Well, they kind of do touch on it a bit, but do you think he feels pain? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think like it's a painful death. If like if it's a slow death, it's a painful death. Yeah. Because I do know, like, Rita mentioned that, like, if you're going to die, make sure that you do die because, like, mm-hmm. that's how you'll lose the power if they put someone else's blood in you. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that would hurt what he just went through. Just, oh, my like, God. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he gets to the gun range and finds Rita. Mm-hmm. And this one, well, you, talk, you mentioned earlier, but oh, I said man. I'll say it for the podcast. This one five-second clip, we get two of them in the movie, one at the end as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound too much of a guy right now, but yeah. God damn. <laughs> 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 oh, man, she is she is hot in this movie. She, yeah. Like, John Krasinski just, is a lucky man. Just the way that she did that, she's doing like a, like a, push up and just like slow and she's sweaty and yeah oh man damn she uh so it's a yoga pose and it's like a plank but she's only on her elbows like her feet are her feet and her body are suspended in the air and she's Mm -hmm. only on her elbows and she can actually do that in real life really yeah that's crazy yeah wow talk about core strength yeah really but yeah, I mean, yeah. I texted you and I was like, shit, dude, like Emily Blunt is so attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, you know, he gets up to like the gun range and it's like, well, it's, it's like the gun range is like huge, like arena kind of thing. There's like all mm-hmm. these fucking spinny robots uh, that are super dangerous. And like, there's a big mark and says like, do not cross. And obviously mm-hmm. Rita's in there because she's like, She's uh whatever she's the, she's Rita. What's it called? The uh, this militia bitch or whatever. <laughs> Full metal bitch. Full metal bitch. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, I love that too because like like yeah, these fuckers are shooting their guns at these things flying around, and she's just doing yoga in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so Cage like he's dressed in his general stuff and goes up and like is trying to yell at her, and she's not, and then like. All these people around him are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then he just like walks in and he starts talking to her and she's just like, 
who said you could talk to me yeah. like she's just like <laughs> the bitch man yeah oh, man um and i like how he answers her too he's like you did tomorrow yeah yeah and yeah. she's like uh what and he's like yeah on the beach you told me mm-hmm. to come talk to you if when i wake up yeah and she instantly knows what he's talking about yeah yeah um so she's like kind of explained a little bit to him like uh the same thing happened to her and she lost it um and uh so I don't know if this is a typo in my notes, but is the the main hub of the mist the sorry the aliens called Aloha? No, no I can't be right. It's Unless Omega. Oh uh, no, Omega is the no Alpha. The alpha is the the blue ones. Omega is the oh okay okay the okay. big okay. hub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it autocorrected to Aloha. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so whenever the alphas are killed, um, the Omega starts the day over. So that's how the mimics knew that this attack was coming. Yeah. Which is like very interesting because now they, the humans, they're counteracting that with their plan. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah. But at the same time, the Omega still knows every move that they're making. Mm-hmm. Because Tom Cruise is, because he has the alpha blood in him, he is mm-hmm. connected to the Omega now. Yeah. Yeah. And Rita explains it to him too. Well, Rita and Dr. Carter. Yeah. Because she takes him to Dr. Carter. Yeah. So he's the only other person that believed her. And he is, uh, can't remember what he was. Uh, uh, bio- lead biologist or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up getting fired because of his thoughts on like what was going on um where was i going with this oh they tell him like you'll keep looping every single day but once you start getting visions Mm -hmm. of the omega that's when you know that like uh you're gonna lose it yeah yeah and uh cage is like okay what i have to do and rita's like you have to die every day and (laughs) He dies a lot more in this movie. <laughs> I love in this training montage because he tells her, he's like, I'm not like uh, trained for this. Like, I don't know what uh-huh. I'm doing. And she's like, okay, yeah. well, come see me and we'll get you yeah. trained. Yeah. And like anytime he gets injured, she just walks up, shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. I love the one whenever he gets hit, smashes against the concrete and he's like not moving. She's like, come on, what's up? And he's like, I can't feel anything but my lips. I think I broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and boom, shoots him in the head. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so she like tells him like get the die every day and like you can lose it. So whenever you do die, make sure you die. Um, because she woke up in a hospital with like three quarters of someone else's blood in her and it yeah. kind of took it away. Um one question I had, like, they're keeping this a secret because Carter and Rita tell him that if uh, Brigham finds out that they'll put him in a, not a psych ward, but they'll lock him up and do tests mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure no one finds out about this. But wouldn't people, like, question and wonder why 
Rita is training this random dude? Or would they just forget about it? Because I guess it's technically just one day they're doing all yeah, of this, right? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, every day it resets anyway. So, and like, they're not always in there for a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah. and I don't think anyone really questions her about anything. Like she has no. free reign of whatever she wants to do, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but love like the one he gets like hit again and he's like crawling away and she's like holds a gun. He's like, hold on. I think I can feel my toes. And then just like shoots him and and then he's like oh. next day he's woke up he's like oh, I don't know like I'm not getting handed this combat can I just like give you my blood and he's like no I've tried everything and he's like well have you like tried like and she just like shoots him like, yeah. he's like no I've tried everything <laughs> Uh, and uh, Cage finally gets his first visions. Um, they think it's in like this dam mm -hmm. uh, somewhere. Um, so training's now over. Uh, they need to get off that beach and head mm -hmm. to wherever this dam is. Like it was in Germany? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty fucking far though because it's France. It's that's fucking funny. Europe, man. You can get from one end to the other in like that's a day. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, so for me, from here, like the start of the movie is like my absolute favorite of the movie. From like this point on, I do like the rest of it, but I'm just not into it as much as the rest of it. I don't know. What what do you feel? Yeah, uh, I I feel the same. Um it kind of gets a little wonky at this point. Mm -hmm. Like we start to sort of lose track of like, cause every time leading up to this, like we know how many times he's died. We see him die every single time. But at this point, I think in order to speed up the movie, it skips a lot of the deaths. Yeah. And it's like, like they get to a certain point. It's like, we've already had this conversation before, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't see like everything that led up to that. Which isn't a bad thing because I think if they put too much of it in, it's going to get a little monotonous yeah. and it would be like a four hour movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it kind of lost me a little bit, but I still, yeah, I was still into it. Now, yeah. I also, this is my first time watching it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've seen it a few times now. So yeah, um, I did like the kind of like montage, like whenever they're like really making it through the beach and like. Um, there's just so much that happens, but like, you know, they're planning one day, like, okay, uh, Rita, you go down here, duck, turn right, blah, blah, blah. And then mm -hmm. like, you see it happen. And then like, either Rita gets killed, well, Rita dies a lot because like Cage knows what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times Rita will get killed and then like Cage has to kill himself because their goal is to get Rita to the dam, mm -hmm. not Cage. Yeah. And I love like they're kind of like they have like the map and they're like mapping it like okay you jump here like I love that yeah it was cool uh, and then they finally get off the beach and they make it to like a chiller park and uh, they get uh, a van with um, like a trailer on it and like I love this little like car chase they have and like I love that Rita just like punches out the fucking door and is like <laughs> get in <laughs> yeah um, 
Emily Blunt actually crashed the van in the first take of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And like bad, like she fucking ran into a tree, almost killed the two of them. No way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then, so they're driving to the highway and there's like, and then Cage is like, oh, I forgot to unhook the trailer. And then the gun just fucking pops out and he just in the back fucking plowing it down. <laughs> fucking sick. Yeah. Um, so they make it to a barn and there's like a helicopter they find. And, um, at this point, Cage is falling for her and understandably, (laughs) understandably, because yes, each day is different, but the same for him, but Mm -hmm. he remembers all of the past times he's died. Right. Yeah. Whereas other people, they wake up and it's just a new day. Mm-hmm. So Rita has no idea how far they've gotten. Um, Cage is showing her where to go. So they're like chilling in this barn and they're like making coffee, talking. And then they have a helicopter outside and they're searching everywhere for the keys. And then Cage kind of slips up because he's like, oh, there's coffee here. And She's about to say what she wants of her coffee, and he's like, "Oh, three sugars," and then she is like, "Oh fuck! Like, how did yeah. she know that?" And she's like, "How far have we made it?" And he's oh, she's like, "Where are the keys?" Mm-hmm. And then he takes the keys out of his pocket, and she grabs the keys, tries to run out, and he's like, "No, no! Like, this is as far as you go." Yeah. She's like asking, like, how many times have they been here? And he says, like, a lot. Yeah, he said we've tried every scenario, um, and you die in every single one. He said there's only one scenario where that we haven't tried, and it's you not getting in that helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And crazy bitch, she gets in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is the full metal bitch, you know. Yeah. So she gets in there, and he tries to convince her, and he's like. There's a mimic that's buried in the field over there underground. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the barn in the field, there's like seven mimics. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, as soon as you start out that helicopter, it comes and kills you. Yeah. And she doesn't care. She wants to get out of there. So she starts a helicopter and it comes. There's like a little fight and it crashes. And at this point, Cage is like, he's not on her level because like she's just a badass, but. Mm-hmm. He knows his way around the exosuit um, pretty well. Like, grabs the fucking yeah. axe, just, like, hits the mimic. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then he finds her, and she's dead. And uh, obviously, he's been with her, like, however many, 150 days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's going to feel those feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, so he also mentions that if she dies and he goes and kills the Omega, then she's dead like for good. Right. And she kind of says like, well, why do you care if I die? And then that's what he kind of like, he doesn't tell her that he loves her, but she's fought. He's fallen for her. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now he's trying to do it by himself now because he, how does how does he get her to stay? He just doesn't go see her. He dies, 
Oh, yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. wakes up and he goes to the shooting range and he just like he watches her for a minute and then he just turns around and leaves. Yeah. So he just doesn't go get her. Because like realistically, he doesn't need her. No, no. He knows everything at this point. I love this scene. When he's like a total badass now. Lands on the beach, lands perfectly. And then Kimball's there and he just walks by and you see the ship crush him and he just keeps walking like doesn't give a shit about Kimball. He just yeah, he doesn't want to save everyone else, just wants to get to that damn mm-hmm. that damn damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh so he gets a helicopter, he gets to where the Omega is, and he thinks it's there, but it was actually a trap. Um that was laid by the Omega in the Alpha. Mm-hmm. So he gets there. He's like trapped between like an Alpha and a regular Mimic. And then the Alpha doesn't try killing him because the Alpha wants his blood to get the powers back. It's some sort of a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, the Omega. Oh, the Visions were a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The visions were a trap, and the Omega allowed the humans to win at Verdun or Verdun mm-hmm. um, in order to uh, make them think that that they actually have a chance and to bring them into Europe. Yeah. Um, and then this is like, obviously, mm-hmm. what we've seen is the ambush throughout this whole movie, but we find yeah. it that they allowed it to happen because mm-hmm. they know every single step of the way. Yeah. Um, so Cage ends up killing himself and he gets back up and then he goes and sees Rita and, uh, Dr. Carter mm-hmm. and basically tells them, I also, I love whenever he goes to Dr. Carter and every day, Dr. Carter's like, whoa, whoa, who's this? And <laughs> immediately Cage is like two fingers, your Dr. Carter we met before. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It would get uh, so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they he convinces Rita to go see General Brigham to try and convince him about what is happening. Um, even though Rita has done that before. Well, because uh, Car- Carter developed that thing. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah the I don't know stabby thing. Yeah. Um, and if you stab it into an alpha, it is supposed to show you where the Omega is. Mm-hmm. But nobody believed him, and Brigham has that that part now. He keeps it locked in a safe in his office. Right. So that's why they wanted to go mm-hmm. see him. Uh so they break into this uh kind of embassy thing. And uh I love this scene too, because like now we have the Tom Cruise from like Mission Impossibles. Like yeah. he's a confident guy, right? Like yeah. they just like walk in, he's telling Rita what to do and all that, and like gets to the office and Brigham was like, Well, I didn't expect to see you back today. And you know, <laughs> yeah. thinking it's been one day. Yeah. Um and K just like sits on his chair and he like convinces like he's like talking to him like all like suave like and mm-hmm. the phone rings and he just like because confidently, like, you're going to tell him, oh, it's uh, so-and-so from Canada. You're going to tell, he's going to tell you that his plane is something like that. You're going to do this and that. Yeah. And he's like, blah, 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 puts down. 
And he's like, your secretary is going to come in. Tell her everything's okay. And he's like, what? And then she walks in. It's like, everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut. They, they think that they convince him to give them the, the thing. But then as they're walking out, they get uh, ambushed. And um, do they, I don't think they, do they kill Rita here? Uh, no. Um, because Cage wakes up and he has the blood, uh, blood transfusion happening. Well, Rita stabs him in the leg first. Oh, okay. And we find out that the Omega's under the Louvre in Paris. Right. Um, yeah. As they attempt to escape from the Allied headquarters, the car is stopped by a soldier in a mechanical jacket, and the airbag knocks out Rita before she can kill Cage. Mm. So this is where Cage wakes up. Yeah. And he's and under arrest it. and they switched out his blood. I love whenever Rita gets there and he's like, okay, come on. And he's like strapped to the bed. She's Upside like, down. Come on, come on, you pussy. Like I got out of there in like two minutes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like about to kill him. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I lost the power. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh he can't reset the day. Uh I loved like this last scene with J Squad whenever it's a couple scenes of uh Cage. It's like outside in this rain and like Kimmel and uh I forget the other guy's name, like come up and like are trying to like beat him up. He's like, I fucking hate why did you make me do those those push-ups today? And Cage is like, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna close my eyes. The guy's like, okay, he tries to punch it on, like, knocks himself out, basically. And then Kimmel's like, oh, I'm glad for the push-ups. I really like them. (laughs) And so the scene when he first meets J-Squad, he gets there and immediately he gets there and uh, Farrell goes in and Cage, like, puts the blanket over the the card and then winks at everybody and everyone's, like, confused, like, how do you know that? And then... Mm -hmm. Farrell just leaves and then he starts convince, trying to convince everyone about what's happening because Kimmel and the other guy somewhat believe him and everyone's like, why do you believe this guy? We just met this guy like two minutes ago. Yeah. And Cage is going around like, you're this, you're this. And he's like, uh, Ford, he's like, that's not your real name. That's like one of your friends who died in combat. And you're like, take took his name to try and honor him and stuff like that. Sending all your checks to his family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love like this scene. Like, I forget who says it, but like, like, why, why would you? We follow someone like you. We just met, and he's like, "Well, you're not gonna follow me, but you listen to this this person." Mm-hmm. And then Rita comes in and says, "Like, fuck yeah!" And then the guy doesn't talk. Is like, full metal bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now they are going to the Louvre, uh, J Squad. Um, they basically got one of the planes aircrafts, and they can't fly it, but it still has its like booster engines. No, they do fly it, but then uh, the mimics attack them. Oh, okay, right, and ground it, right? Because they lost like a lot of people in this in this scene. Yeah, they did. Um. 
So they are like boosting their way like to the Louvre and uh, a few people get taken out. Kimmel gets like snatched up. Mm -hmm. uh, they end up stopping for a few minutes and Griff and I forget the guy's name with the C4, but mm -hmm. they basically outside the, the plane and all these moves coming at them. And then eventually they just decide like they're going to sacrifice themselves basically. And Griff is like, Oh, like go save yourself, man. And then they both stay behind and just yeah. like kill themselves basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then the only ones left are pretty much Ford and uh, Rhea and Cage, I guess. Right. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Because Ford is in like the turret thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then he ends up getting, getting snatched, out. snatched out. So then Cage has to control the turret while uh, Rita's driving. Mm -hmm. And uh, they end up getting into the Louvre. And um, this this fall would fucking hurt me. Like Tom Cruise takes a beating to this. Like oh, it was probably yeah. CGI, but like he fell fucking far. It <laughs> was like concrete too. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they fall in a car, and Rita's, like, he's, like, holding Rita, and then, like, they, like, fall off, and they have, like, their all like, kind of, like, lovey-dovey, like, okay, now Rita may have the same feelings as him. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, what happens to Rita? He says that um, she's going to distract the Alpha. Right. And then this is when Cage dives into the water because the, the Omega is the Omega is yeah. underwater. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I couldn't tell. This scene kind of did look weird, mm -hmm. like CGI a bit. Or did you think? Like, I don't, what did you think? But yeah, scene, yeah. It was kind of weird because, like, the Omega obviously isn't like a real thing. Like, mm -hmm. it's CGI. So, like, Tom Cruise is like in the water. Mm -hmm. Um. And the alpha is like swimming down towards him and like ends up like stabbing uh cage a few times. Yeah. And then you think he's dead, but then he like loses the pins and you see like the grenades going down into the omega mm -hmm. and uh ends up blowing up the omega. Yeah. So now he wakes up again and he's on the airplane. Um, and pretty much the war is over. Mm -hmm. And so what's your take from that? Like, do you think he got the powers back? Yeah, he did because or... we see his eyes change whenever he's underwater. Oh, right. Because yeah, he yeah. blows up the Omega, and so the yeah. Omega's blood is in the water. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's on the plane, gets lands on the tarmac, and then you see him walk up in his like general uniform up to the uh training center. And you see Rita doing her fucking yoga pose. Mm -hmm. And uh, does he say something? No. So she does her thing again. She stands up and looks at him. She's like, what? Do I have something on my face? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he just smiles and then the credits roll. Yeah. 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 So that was one, like this ending, I didn't quite understand. Mm -hmm. so like when the omega dies like it reset it back but also changed everything yeah so i found that a little weird mm -hmm. um, i didn't quite understand how that worked yeah because like i would get it like the omega dies 
and then everything goes back to normal like yeah okay i get that but like why did the why did it reset back to whenever he first gets to the base and he's still mm -hmm. a major so yeah. all the events didn't happen except for the omega dying yeah so i don't know i just found that a little weird cool well anything else uh we missed or you wanted to mention i don't think so cool well that's the way the nunchucks chuck well how did you rate this movie uh obviously i love this movie mm -hmm. uh probably one of my favorite tom cruise movies um that isn't a franchise movie either okay. mission impossible or uh top gun maverick um yeah uh so quality i i'll go uh, i'll go 10 out of 10 for quality okay uh just the action scenes the choreography the set pieces uh really took a lot from other war movies and action movies that i've never really thought about until we did this podcast honestly like yeah never thought of the saving private ryan and kind of those other movies um mm -hmm. I didn't even really know about what you mentioned at the beginning with like all of the real exosuits they built and how much Tom Cruise put into it. Uh, it just goes to show like that guy is a movie star. Mm -hmm. Like he, if you're going to put in Webster's Dictionary, <laughs> a movie star, it definition would be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, the acting I thought was pretty good. Like. Obviously, some of the side characters, they did their job. Tom Cruise mm -hmm. was great, kind of going from, like, this cowardly guy to this badass. Uh, um, can I can't think of her name. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. I can never remember <laughs> her name. He was perfect in this because, like, I'm pretty sure that before this movie, she did, like, the five-year engagement in, like, Mary Poppins, which I've never seen either of those, but... I think Mary Poppins was after this, but was it okay? I think so. But anyway, I think yeah, Emily Blunt was perfect in this. Um, the directing, the the music choices, like even mm -hmm. the 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 song at the end, like I've I've heard that song, but I don't know, just like an uplifting, like put a smile on your face kind of ending. Like I was <laughs> like, like yeah, this movie is it's a fun time. Like mm -hmm. you know, um. The comedic timing is is really good. Uh, yeah, man, just 10 out of 10 for quality. Um, and then for story, I'll go an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, time lots movies and time jumps can get pretty confusing, but I think this movie handled it pretty well. It does get kind of confusing and uh, murky in kind of like the last three quarters of the movie, or sorry, yeah. the last like quarter of the movie um i thought the dialogue was funny the like comedic tommy like i said um the characters i really liked are like cage and his development i liked emily blunt was believable as this badass uh rita and um i liked all the other side characters like we didn't really get much backstory on them except for really forward but they all brought brought it with what yeah. their character needed yeah. so yeah, 10 out of 10 and an 8 out of 10. All right. 
Cool. Um, we have the exact same scores. I, yeah. Um, quality wise, there was nothing I didn't enjoy about this movie. Um, and like you brought up, and I like I thought it, it like it actually fucking blew my mind that Tom Cruise <laughs> came in and like he developed these fucking suits, and these suits were actually real. Mm -hmm. um for like the main ones that we see anyways uh there was some cgi in it that didn't quite mm -hmm. hit the mark anymore but i mean it's so minuscule that like it's not worth taking points off for it yeah. um in the grand scheme of things just because of how well made this movie is like mm -hmm. um and yeah eight out of ten for story uh for me like yeah you mentioned it gets a little murky in the third act uh, but for me, like it was the ending for me that kind of threw me off. Like I already talked about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me um, mm -hmm. with it, like resetting back to before he even got there and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, very, very well-made movie. I loved it as well. I'm glad I picked it. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is a movie that I would have ever really paid attention to. Mm-hmm um because i mean it came out fucking nine years ago now right so yeah if i haven't watched it yet and it's like it's not like it's in any lists or anything like that that would like force no. me to watch it so yeah um yeah glad i did uh yeah. and i can agree with you like as a standalone movie this is probably one of my favorite tom cruise movies too yeah and like now you see why I was so damn excited to pick this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. It was so it's a, fun, man. It's a good movie to talk about, honestly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And yeah, like I I I share your thoughts too with the whole time jump movies. Like Looper was confusing. I do um, love that movie though. <laughs> I love it. I love it, but yeah, it is confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Inception. It, that's not really a time jump movie but it's kind yeah, of the yeah. same same sort of vein mm -hmm. like they do get confusing and if they're not made properly then mm -hmm. you kind of lose it but yeah 10 out of 10 for quality 8 out of 10 for story for me as well cool. all right you guys know our scores set on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they've scored it the critics' consensus, gripping, well-acted, funny, and clever, Edge of Tomorrow offers entertaining proof that Tom Cruise is still more than capable of shouldering the weight of a blockbuster action thriller. So you already know that it's rated pretty high. Yeah. But how high do you think it's rated? I'll go in 81. Oh, you're so close, kind of. 91. Wow, really? That yeah. high on Rotten Tomatoes? Yep. Damn. Yeah. 91. I mean, it, I agree with that, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm just surprised. Yeah. That's what I like. What movie did we do? Oh, Kingsman. And like down at the bottom, it gives you like suggestions of other movies. Mm. And I was like, damn, Edge of Tomorrow is a 91%. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's on 337 reviews and an average score of 7.5 out of 10. So, that's a lot of critic reviews for it to yeah. be that high so like this mm -hmm. is very well uh mm -hmm. regarded and the audience score 90 percent on a hundred thousand yeah. ratings and an average score of 4.2 out of 5 or an 8.4 to 10 and it's crazy that this movie flopped at the box office and yeah. still does not get talked about enough because mm -hmm. 
obviously Tom Cruise has done so many amazing movies that just overshadow this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what's Letterbox have for us? Uh, that's a good point. I almost forgot. I'm so engulfed in this episode. I forgot <laughs> to get it ready. Uh, Letterbox has a 3.7 out of 5, so a bit lower than um, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, I give it a four and a half. I'm guessing you gave it the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many of our friends have watched this. Uh, our buddy Alan Robertson gave it a three out of five. He gives uh, every movie a three out of five. He does, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess from HMC gave it a four out of five. Uh, I actually just follow, started following uh, Ayo Edibiri, who is the girl from uh, The Bear. She gave it a four out of five, the main girl. Okay, nice. Um, I'm sure that Anthony has watched this movie. Sorry, a lot of people have uh, <laughs> watched this movie. Yeah, he gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay, Screaming Cinema gave it a three out of five. Well, we have some not low scores, but surprising scores from our uh, peers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Action Action Podcast. They give it a four. That's yeah. That's everyone that I actually know that I can see. So I'm seeing like a lot of fours and four and a halves, a couple fives, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely seeing a lot of like threes and three and a halves too. Yeah. On the plus side, three is the lowest score on my friends list. So okay, not terrible. No. But- yeah. Okay, it's time for Cunning Stunts. So, how did you rate the stunts in this movie? And if it's not a ten, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, based off of what you've added, um, I didn't, I didn't rate it before doing this uh i'll go an eight out of ten okay uh, actually i still think it might be a bit too high but yeah just like i think just the fact that they're actually in these suits and like just tom cruise actually putting in the work to develop these fucking suits like <laughs> what <laughs> um it just blows my mind like it's just mm-hmm. uh, yeah like okay there isn't like much like well, there's like choreography, like the design of like how Tom Cruise is gonna die, and like them going through all like the simulation, basically. Yeah, I'll, I'll go six out of ten rather than eight out of ten. I feel like eight's too high. Wow. But okay. Okay. I feel like you're gonna rate it pretty high based off that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> favorite stunt. I don't know if this is cheating, but like, not really a stunt, just like the overall compilation of. The different ways that Tom dies mm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh no scratch that. I just thought of a better one. Okay. Uh Rita doing the fucking standing no legs fucking pose for like right. two minutes. Like that's <laughs> impressive <laughs> that she can do that. Like the core strength, like you said, mm. like goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then stunt I would do, I'd jump out of that plane 
Okay. Because I feel like I'm still tethered up and I have this big suit. So like mm-hmm. Tom falls on his face, basically. Yeah. And he's fine. He gets up and walks away. So like, that's before he's even a badass in the movie. That's true. So <laughs> if he can do that, I mean, I'm jumping to that plane with one of those fucking exosuits. Yeah. So um yeah. speaking of that scene, I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh because he loses his helmet and then we don't see him wear his helmet for the rest of the movie. And there's one scene where one of the J squad people are like, you're not going to put your helmet on. He's like, never wear one. It's too yeah. much of a distraction. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking badass." Um, For me, I was going to give it a 10, but I'll give it a, I'll give it a nine for the okay. stunt rating. Okay. Um, Just the fact like Tom Cruise, he always does his own stunts. He's yeah. known for that. Yeah. But the fact that Emily Blunt did her own stunts, mm-hmm. like she is not an action star, man. No. This woman came into this movie being like a dramatic actress. She didn't do action mm-hmm. movies, but she's fucking badass enough that she went out and she fucking did pretty much all of her own stunts. Yeah. Um, And there was another thing in the trivia too. Uh, Tom Cruise was the third person to ever find out she was pregnant. Um, because they had to come back and reshoot some scenes and she, she had just learned that she was pregnant. So a close friend, obviously John Krasinski, her husband knew, um, but she went in and she told him like, no, like I want to get a stunt double for these scenes that we have to reshoot. So Tom called her out on it, like privately. He's like, what the fuck? Like you've been doing most of your own stunts throughout the whole production of this movie. So she had to tell him. Yeah. Yeah so that's that's hilarious yeah but i mean there's not like hand-to-hand fight scenes or anything like that but there's a lot going on there's like a lot of falling there's a lot Mm -hmm. of explosions uh having to do all of this stuff in these 85 pound exosuits yeah like that's fucking impressive man yeah especially for a woman who's like maybe 110 120 pounds Mm -hmm. like this suit almost weighs as much she does (laughs) <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. um and yeah i don't know i just think a lot of the stuff's really cool nice my favorite stunt um i don't i don't know like there's nothing that like stands out in my yeah. mind yeah because like there's just so much action going on and like there's I don't know. It all looks cool. Yeah. I should have thought about this before because I thought I could just wing it, but I don't know. I know. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, but so much is happening, right? Yeah. Let's say the scene whenever they're driving the van and Tom Cruise has to like hang out the side of the van and like fucking shoot off the trailer that's falling behind them. I don't know. I'm just, I'm winging it. It's not a great scene, but whatever. Hey man, it works. Yeah. Uh, And a stunt that I would try, like, anything with those exosuits yeah just let me fucking use one of those things <laughs> it's so cool yeah yeah i love the scene whatever fucking uh emily blunts again her ass kick and then just like she just pulls up the fucking two missiles just boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right you've picked some good movies for this podcast so i'm excited to Thank see you. what your next one is um I did want to pick one in particular movie, but 
It is a action comedy, and I feel like we've already done two action comedies. This one has some comedy in it, so I was like, nah, I gotta wait. So I looked up most disturbing action movies. Okay. <laughs> and there's some that we we know. I saw the devil. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't on there, but that one would count. It's a movie that I've never seen, never heard of. I don't think if you've seen, uh, seen it. Okay. Um, it's our first foreign action movie we're going to cover. Okay. Uh, it has the director or someone we know, and it has the lead actor that we both know. Okay. And that is 1992's Hard Boiled. I've heard of this. I've never watched it. Okay. Either. I've never watched it either. So, And it's a disturbing one. Okay. Apparently. So, yeah, it's directed by John Woo, who is a legend in his own mm-hmm. and has someone who I haven't seen in a long time, but I have seen him before, is Chow Yun-Fat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And the poster is very interesting. Um, so you should go look that up because it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the tagline as a cop he has brains, bronze and an instinct to kill. And he's holding a little baby. If that doesn't say 90s and I don't know what what <laughs> All right. All right. Oh so, yeah. I wasn't expecting something like this but I'm excited. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. Yep. John Woo, yeah, he did Face Off. That's right. Strangleholds, the video game. That game fucking kicked ass, man. Oh, man, it's so much fun. Wind Talkers, Paycheck. Okay, all right. Sweet. So a first watch for both of us. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that wraps it up. Uh, Yeah. Go follow us on social media, Instagram, Podcast on Fury Road. Do it now. We don't have enough followers. Do it. it drives me crazy. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Well, that's it then. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys in a little bit. See ya.